Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock My name is Nigel. Tony Kennett from Daily Signal here filling in for Hammer. Also Guy Relford, Second Amendment attorney and licensed firearms instructor. Host of the Gun Guy Show joining us live in studio. You're at City Hall uh, in Greenwood. There was a press conference concerning the Greenwood Park Mall shooter uh, and what happened July 17th. Just before we get to this press conference, what it entailed, what we learned about the deceased shooter, can you maybe just take us back to that day? Your client is the hero that stopped the shooting guy. And I wonder if maybe just just kind of reset what happened that day. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it, was a, it was a Sunday. It was, you know, a day like any other you would think at the Greenwood Park Mall. It was toward the end of the day. It, everything really started unfolding at 556 mall closes at six on sundays but this shooter and i don't like to name these people they're they're after notoriety and i don't choose to give that to them but this shooter had gone to the mall um took two rifles and a handgun and a backpack they were clearly broken down the greenwood police today released a a still photo of uh, the guy walking into the mall with a backpack but he went to a restroom right off the food court and stayed in this restroom for an hour and uh, literally an hour, because they, they have the video, they can time it. They're not sure what he was doing in there. But he emerged uh, just before 6 o'clock, 5.56, and uh, walked out of the restroom. There was a, a gentleman walking into the restroom who had just separated from his family. And and I was able to see the whole video of the shooting today as as Eli Dickens' lawyer. The, the police uh, were gracious enough to let me see the entire video today. And uh, the gentleman separates from his family. His family goes to find a table in the food court. The gentleman's walking in to the bathroom, goes to walk into the bathroom. And, and just as he's doing that, the shooter's walking out. The victim is on his cell phone, uh, actually was legally armed himself, but uh, had no reaction time. I don't care um, oh if this guy gosh. was a member of SWAT team or, you know, SEAL Team 6, I should say. Uh, he wouldn't have had any reaction time. He, he he looks up. There's a guy with a rifle. He gets shot and killed. And he and the victim was armed? Yeah. Oh he he was armed, but he had wow. absolutely no opportunity yeah, sure. to, to do anything other than see this guy, and, and wow. it was over. The shooter mm. then emerges from the bathroom and, and shoots at a couple who were seated in the food court having a meal, kills both of them, fires a couple of apparently more or less random shots across the food court. Didn't really appear to be aimed shots. And, and at this point, and a, a total of, of 15 seconds from the first shot, Eli Dickin, my client, and his girlfriend are having a meal at the opposite side of the of the food court. He's, according to Chief Eisen today, Jim Eisen from the Greenwood Police Department, uh, Chief said today he is 43 yards away. So almost half a football field. Eli hears the shots. He uh, is able to, to understand what's going on. He pushes his girlfriend down to safety. He draws his gun. You know, he was carrying a Glock 19, 9 millimeter handgun, draws his gun from a holster, 
actually leans out around from a, a, a column that was right there next to the table where they were mm-hmm. eating. So he actually shot from a position of cover, as we say, and shot four shots. He shot two, actually had to pause. This is so amazing to watch. Uh, he, he shot two shots, had to pause because screaming people are running across his sight picture. He has to pause, allow people to run past, to, shoots two more shots, uh, hit the guy twice out of four shots from 43 yards away. Wow. The the bad guy then is trying to get back into the bathroom. He's hit. He's trying to get back into the bathroom. Uh, Eli then uh, emerges from cover because he can't see the guy from the angle he's at, uh, closes to about 20 yards, shoots four more shots, hits the guy four more times. All four, four more times? Incredible. All four. Then the guy is, is now trying, still trying to get back into the bathroom. Uh, Eli closes to what I'd say maybe 25 feet or so. The guy's starting to fall, still has the rifle. Eli shoots him uh, the final two times. So Eli shot a total of 10 shots, hit this guy eight times. Uh, and, and, and this is under incredibly trying circumstances. Absolutely. Again, I, I've talked to trained SWAT officers who have seen this video at, there at the Greenwood uh, Police Department who said they're, they're not convinced they could have made all these shots. So I, I said at the press conference today, once I uh, I started answering questions uh, after the Chief's press conference, I said, you know, we use the, the term cool under fire. Uh, this gentleman was truly, literally cool under fire as someone's firing uh, an AR-15. He, he returns fire and uh, hit ten, eight out of 10 shots and uh, saved uh, countless lives that day, no question. Do you comment as Eli's lawyer, have you commented on or can tell us the training that Eli has in his background? Yeah, that's easy. Absolutely none. Absolutely well, none. Absolutely none. And uh, you're talking to a guy- Wait a minute. Who, no, no. What are you talking about? None. 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 No, no formal like, training. I mean, no like, formal training. Like, like he's like, going to a gun range, go out and to the range, no, or yeah, out to well, the backyard. Well, let me tell you. So the the and Eli's. You know, a lot of this is attorney client privilege, but Eli's specifically authorized me to sh- to talk about all this on his behalf. But the very first conversation we had after the shooting, the very next morning, I asked him. I said, you know, so tell me about your training, man. You obviously done a lot of it. No, not really. Never never taken any formal training. Well, yeah, but when you go to the range, I bet you're really good. He goes, Nah, I don't go to the range. And uh, eventually, he said, "My his, he said his grandfather, at like ten or eleven years old, taught him how to shoot, and that's really about it. The guy hasn't really done much shooting at all. And uh, and I got to tell you, I mean, you know me, Nigel. My my dad retired not so long ago as a Methodist pastor, and." I got a theory about what happened that yeah, day. Yeah, I was going to say, and if it, there's a it, moment for the grace of God to come it, in, this is it. The, 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 the hand of God was on Eli, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, but uh, but no, it, it, he dry fires a lot. And by dry fire, I mean with an empty gun, you line your sights up and you practice uh, making the gun go click because it's got no ammo in it without the sights moving. So you can put your sights on something. I, I do it all the time. I do it with light switches. I'll put my sights on something little, like the actual switch of a light switch, and try to, to hold the gun completely steady and make the gun go click on an empty chamber without the gun moving. And it's great, great training. A lot of training classes you go to, they, 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 they recommend that you do a lot of dry fire practice. And Eli's done quite a bit of that over the years, but very little actual shooting uh, to my to my great shock when he first revealed that to me. It's pretty amazing. I'm telling you, it's the hand of God. There's no other explanation in my mind. I'd call it morbid curiosity more than anything, but uh, I'm, I'm curious. I, maybe I've, I've seen Greg Price mention this on Twitter, what he was carrying. What was he carrying? A Glock 19, 9mm. Uh, and, uh, and, and 
get this, it wasn't exactly a pristine Glock 19. Mm. And if anybody doesn't know that gun or you're not familiar with firearms, it's a compact 9mm Glock. Uh, it's not real, real small, but it's smaller than the full size which right. is of the same gun, which is Glock 17. But um, it's compact. And, and again, the, this first conversation I'm having with him, I asked him if he had a red dot sight, uh, you know, an optic. And uh, he goes, no, I didn't have anything like that. I, so you just had the standard white sta- sights that came with the, the Glock. Exactly. And I, I said, so you just had uh, stock sights. And he goes, well, not exactly. And I go, what do you mean not exactly? He said, this kills me. He goes, well, I had a motorcycle wreck a f- a weeks before the shooting. And I was wearing the gun in a holster on my right hip. And when I went down on the motorcycle, I sort of slid on the gun uh, and I, oh when I went down gosh. on the motorcycle and it kind of ground my sights up a little bit and I go what do you mean it ground your sights up and he showed me a picture right after he had this motorcycle wreck and uh, he took a whole bunch of the plastic polymer uh, off of the, both the front and the rear sight and uh, and so he he not only uh, only had stock sights they were pretty chewed up stock sights to, to add to that pretty pretty amazing and Tony's Tony's sitting here with with, with a wide eyed gaze and yeah. I'm exact, saying that because I, I have like nice tritium sights on I, my as, carry as, and that's, as do I I have red dots on several pistols uh, and and I I couldn't agree with you more because I, I, the reason I'm chuckling is because I had exactly that same look uh, on my face when he just you, when he you told can't me this believe story. it but I mean it, it's you. you you have the firearm. I mean, you've seen the the entirety of the video. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I I'm sorry. Speaking as a, as a as a Christian in, in this situation, I I cannot say that there is any other explanation for that marksmanship than than the hand of God. Yeah, I, and I, true I, raw talent. It, well, yeah, and, and and you know, and 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 that dry firing helps a lot. But I'm with you completely, Tony. And I, I think that's the answer. And and I, I don't know if I'll live long enough to see it. But I think I think we're going to see something like the granddaughter of someone whose life was saved that day in that oh food gosh. court is going to cure yeah. cancer or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be something profound. One of those butterfly effect moments. And I'm he, telling you, I, I, I believe that in my heart. I really do. And your client has not spoken publicly about this. I believe he's sort of, um, he's, he's very reserved and I don't know that he ever will. How is he, you know, he took a human life and right. there's still, there's still, you know, things that you deal with as a human being that, you Absolutely. know, not only was, you know, other people died in this, but, it, but many more people could have died. Um, and, 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 you know, and, and Eli knows that and, and that's of great comfort to him. And he greatly, greatly appreciates, I mean, the accolades, the thank yous, uh, a lady came up to me at the, the press conference today, uh, whose grandchildren were, were in the mall, in the oh, food court oh my gosh. when the guy started shooting and she, she, she could not have been uh, uh, more sincere in, in wanting me to thank Eli for saving the life of her grandkids. And Eli appreciates all of that tremendously at the same time. And and look, I, I, I want to respect his privacy, so I won't even talk about Eli specifically, but yeah. I've, I've now represented six people over my 39 years as an attorney who have taken a human life, all absolutely justified, all completely legal, and in fact, all of them were heroes. And Every single one of them has reacted the same way in that it's there's a conflict where when people walk up and pat you on the back or people want to buy you a beer, you know, and and, and people have sort of a celebratory attitude, um, there's a conflict there. Because you don't want to celebrate. You're living with the fact that you've taken a human life. And if you're a person, as Eli is and as every one of my other clients has been, a person who values human life, um, that's a hard thing to get past. It's a hard thing emotionally. Uh, it can be spiritually. you know. And, and that's why um, 
uh, having the right resources and the right counseling and the people to talk to to get through that because it's a big big deal and Eli's kind of a naturally quiet guy he's a hard-working guy mm, yeah um, and he really just wants to get back to the life he had before all this unfolded that's why he, he's adamant he, he d- doesn't want to speak publicly and and he may change his mind he says for now he may change his mind at this at some point but but he may not and uh, that's why he's wanted to uh, uh, to allow me to, to go out and, and sort of tell the story on his behalf because he knows there's an important message here too which is that uh, there, there 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 are opportunities in real life despite what many would have you believe that it's a myth where a law-abiding citizen uh, who's carrying a firearm can save lives and that's what happened in the Greenwood Park Mall on July 17th and and uh, people need to understand that when we start talking about limiting Second Amendment rights. Can you stick around for a second segment because I r- really want to get to the crux of this press conference today yeah. what we learned about the shooter, what we still don't know. Behold, the power! You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Tony Kennett uh, filling in for Hammer. Guy Relford here live in studio. There was a press conference earlier this afternoon at the town hall in Greenwood having to do with the uh, the shooting July 17th at the Greenwood Park Mall. Of course, your client, Eli Dicken, was a hero um, uh, and killed the uh, would-be uh, the shooter who actually killed three people before he himself uh, perished because of Eli and his, uh, his shooting. What was the um, point of the press conference today? What did we learn? Um, just what can you tell us about the, the press conference earlier this afternoon? Well, really... Uh Chief uh, James Eisen down there, and I, by the way, I, I think he's done an, a fabulous job. I, I really think that he's been a professional. Um, he's been communicative, and what what he wanted to do was announce the conclusions of the investigation. And you might ask, why, for a shooting that happened July 17th, why are we just talking about the conclusions of his investigation now? Well, they were waiting quite some time for the forensic examination, both of the computer they recovered from the shooter's home, uh, where that he put in an oven with a can of butane uh, that exploded. Uh, wow. But they were trying to recover information off the, the hard drive of the computer. But then also what even took longer is they recovered a, a cell phone, a smartphone that the, the bad guy had put in a toilet in the bathroom during that hour that he was in there. They recovered that phone and it was an iPhone that's locked. And they've been running it through the software. The FBI has been doing this to try to open that up. And after five months, uh, they still haven't been able to open that phone. And in fact, Chief Eisen announced today they have a they have a computer program that basically runs every conceivable combination through the phone to try wow. to open it. Mm-hmm. And that can just because there's over a million potential combinations, it can take literally a year because the way the iPhone works, you put four wrong combinations in it, it shuts down. So you have to restart the phone and then do the whole thing again, and then it shuts down again. So this thing, I can't imagine having that job, sitting in a room doing this for 12 hours. But at any rate, they still haven't unlocked the phone, but they have done a complete examination of this guy's social media postings. He he posted a a ton on several different media sites, none of which I frequent. Um, And so they've done a complete examination of what he posted, and they learned a lot, including the fact that this guy had a complete infatuation with mass shootings. Um, Mm -hmm. He had an infatuation with World War II and Nazi Germany. What's interesting 
is, and Chief Eisen addressed this today, he didn't so much ex- express admiration for mass shooters or, or admiration uh, for Nazi uh, uh, Germany or, or the Nazis generally. Uh, he was just a student of them and clearly knew a lot about mass shootings. He was talking about which ones did and did not happen in gun-free zones and why shooters select certain targets uh, when they want to do a mass shooting. But nothing that Chief Eisen mentioned today, and he, and he drew this same conclusion, uh, mentioned that this guy wanted to be a mass shooter or that, that he looked up to the people or wanted to be like them. It was just that he was a student of them. And then the chief went through, and this is what leads me to, to offer perhaps some in, informed speculation as to what this guy's motive was, and that is he went through all the life circumstances of this guy that were really uh, spiraling downward rapidly. His dad had just cut him off financially. He's being evicted from his apartment. And by the way, me going through this is in no way expressing sympathy for this guy. Well, don't, right. don't take right. it that yeah. way. You're just outlining um, the circumstances yeah, of the shooter's life. exactly. And so um, his girlfriend had broken up with him. Some It was some time before. Um, so um, it, his brother who he had been living with the brother took his own name off the lease and this guy um he was 20 years old uh wasn't able to pay for the apartment that's why he's getting kicked out so all this stuff's going on so here you are you got a you got a a, a kid 20 years old who's got an infatuation with mass shooters his, his his life's in the toilet in a lot of different ways i think he just again this is my speculation uh, people are free to agree or disagree and i'm not saying this as an absolute fact it's simply a theory that developed during the press conference for me today is this guy said hey my my life's uh in, in the crapper right now i think uh, the way to end it is to go take as many people with me as possible i'm going to go to a mall i'm going to shoot dozens and dozens of people the cops will eventually show up and and kill me mm-hmm. and that'll 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 allow me to join the ranks of these these shooters that that that, that i've studied for a while and uh, it'll end my life and I think he would have accomplished exactly that. I think he could have killed. He had still had a hundred rounds of ammo on him. He had three thirty-round mags and whatever was left in the magazine that he was shooting from. Uh, so, so clearly somewhere around a hundred rounds when Eli ended the threat. And so, but for uh, the heroism of Elijah Dick, and I think this guy would have accomplished what he wanted to, which is. Uh, which has killed dozens and dozens of people and then die in a hail of bullets from police officers. Um, can we? Can you stick around for a third break, Tony? I know you have a ton of questions. I do. Um, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. I know. So can, can you Absolutely. stick around for a third break? By the way, man, I'm, I know I'm, you've been... I'm a, yeah, I'm a big fan of Tony Kennett, by the way. I'm hey, a big fan of Chalkboard Review. I think he's my second favorite fill-in host here on Hammer and Nigel. <laughs> after <laughs> was, after, me, after really you nice. yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that humble push there. Everyone loves that. No, well, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here in the studio and to meet Tony. I'm a big fan of his and so no, I'm happy to stick around. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is going to be a great adventure. This could be a great adventure in sound. The Hammer and Nigel Show. 93 WIPC.
Uh, Guy Relford, Second Amendment attorney, being very generous with his time this afternoon. You were at a press conference with the Greenwood uh, police at the town hall there today concerning the uh, Greenwood Park Mall shooting July 17th. Your client is Eli Dickin, the hero that stopped the shooter. And I know Tony Kennett uh, here filling in for Hammer has uh, some questions for you. Um, but just r- real quick, the press conference, we don't have a clear motive. Your theory, may you, this is your theory and yours alone, is suicide by cop. We know he had a very troubled past, not making excuses for what he did. No, but absolutely not. He was you know, in and out of Child Protective Service reports since he was 10 or 11. Right. Uh, again, not making excuses at no. all. Um, he was interested in mass shootings, but didn't seem to advocate for them one way or the other. Correct. Um, and he had had incidents with his girlfriend, including in involving a gun, but that was never reported to police? Correct. And I, I had not heard any of this until the press conference today, but Chief Eisen reported today that when they interviewed his ex-girlfriend, she said that he was frequently abusive physically with her, and that at one point had put a gun in her mouth, um, and obviously threatening to kill her. Uh, but that she never reported that incident to police mm. and didn't even share it with others who might have reported it for her. So, you know, I, what I don't want people to, to do is hear that story and think, aha, police had everything they needed to go find and arrest this guy because it was they never did, reported. They didn't know about that until after mm-hmm. the shooting. But That's there's right. there there is a bit of an interjection that I have to throw in here. And this is what concerns me, because I'm looking at what. Uh, I'm looking at what Ison stated here as far as his online, the shooter's online activity. Again, we're not going to honor, we're not going to give any kind of publicity to the shooter by mentioning his name on air. That's what, that kind of publicity is what they seek. It says that his online activity was marked by his usernames and email addresses. And I know as, as his lawyer is only a limit of things that you can say, so I'll say it. I think that it goes past a long-held fascination with Nazi Germany. One of his Reddit usernames was the Greater German Reich. That's a little more to me uh, just throwing this out here, that's a little more than just being a student of the Second World War. This is an individual who clearly, based on on that kind of, of username, based on some of the emails and things, I'm not going to, to talk about those things like the Dark Will Rise, weird, creepy email names and things like that. That sends a bit of a red flag to me, and that matters in this case because someone reported his online activity, his username, to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And oh, is that right? You, yes, and you mm-hmm. said that yeah. the FBI had tracked that IP address down to, you said, an apartment complex? Yes, an entire apartment complex. The The IP address was for basically anyone using that Wi-Fi. Theoretically, somebody parked in the parking lot using the Wi-Fi of the, of the apartment complex matched that IP address. They couldn't match it to an apartment or to an individual. So here, here's here's where I would and just, you know, for, for the sake of actually doing a little proactive work with the FBI here is where I would suggest that it probably could not be a situation in which it's someone in the parking lot because if you can show the username on Reddit going to certain like you you I log on to Reddit on my phone in several different locations or I'm I'm logging on probably to that username more than once if I can find that IP address going back to the same apartment yeah. complex more than once probably not in the parking lot yeah, at that fair point enough. in all seriousness but it didn't but it's not like he was posting violent rhetoric no, I mean we, obviously that, see that's that's where it breaks down if l- let's say I'm a uh, again I'm the farthest thing from it but let's hypothetically think say that I'm a fan of Nazi Germany I, I just think that Hitler's the greatest guy ever since Elvis or before Elvis out of quote and, content and, yeah, I mean, the I mean, Star uh, uh, article uh, tomorrow. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. But let, let's just say I'm a fan of Hitler and Nazi Germany. 
and and I and I have a username that reflects the fact that I'm a, a fan of Hitler and Nazi Germany. Um, and I post stuff about the historical uh, events around Nazi Germany. That doesn't They're, give the FBI like no, the warrant to come and bother no, you. What, what no. do they do with that? They, right. they, it's not enough to red flag me. In other words, come take my guns away from me. It's not enough to arrest me. Even if you have trashy political opinions, that doesn't mean the FBI. I mean, we have people that are fans of Stalin and, and all of the crazy communist dictators well, that's that right. and, killed and, millions. And we have a First Amendment that I value as much as the Second or, or any other. So in all seriousness, I did not hear anything at that news conference today. And and, and that all that about tracking that IP address and all that, that was all completely news to me. I, I, in all seriousness, guys, I have no criticism over, on law enforcement on this. I, this is not one like the Parkland, Florida shooter mm-hmm. who posted, I want to be a professional school shooter, and the FBI was informed of that and, did nothing and didn't follow purpose. up, right. where, where local law enforcement went to this guy's, I think it was his foster parents' home, something like 56 times because he was threatening violence or being violent, and they didn't do anything about it. This is dramatically different. I really, truly, uh, and I'm not necessarily a fan of all law enforcement. I'm a defense attorney. You know, Law enforcement is often my uh, my enemy in the wild. Um, I have no criticism of law enforcement here. I really don't. Although mentioning reports here, you, you didn't. it is mentioned that uh, CPS reports that a total of 12 child protective service reports were filed about the shooter uh, between the ages of 11 to 18, reports ranging of allegations from abuse to neglect to drug use to right. truancy. Where he was the victim. The victim, yeah, yeah. of course. And, yeah. and it's it's in these situations that I, I feel it's necessary. Once again, I think one of the undue criticisms of, of Governor Holcomb, of which there are few, uh, <laughs> was that he said that Indiana needed to focus so intently on mental health in the next year. And I think that this case is a very, very good example of such, especially making sure that Indiana's child services are, are up to snuff, that they are better prepared, and that we have the resources to uh, again, I'm not expressing sympathy for the shooter. No. I am expressing sympathy for any child circumstances in which they are put in a situation of abuse or neglect or something of that nature, and that that's that's horrible. And the foster oh, care agreed. system, I, I know personally uh, for people, the, the foster care system is in disarray in the state, as well as uh, the a process to uh, adopt a child from the foster care system. It is, is completely upside down in this case. And I, I, I don't want to get away from exactly what we're talking about here, but I, I do want to ask you uh, another thing in terms of the video. That video that you saw in its entirety, none of that's been released to the public, right? We will never see that. Not that I, not that I want to see something like that. Um, especially no. for the for the for the victims, the first three victims. But will we ever see that? Will that ever be released to the public? No, Chief Eisen. Uh, Dan, I mean, I don't. You know, I, I don't mean to speak for him, but I can repeat what he said, which is uh, okay. um, the the video is of, of people dying. Yeah. And out of respect for uh, those people and their families, uh, he he's not going to release the video. And I I, I support that one hundred percent. I completely understand that. And, and, and but by the way, where is Eli's gun? It's in my trunk of my car right now. Is where it is. Is it as so you, you were telling us about? Yeah, is it, I, like, while I, down? yeah, no. While I was there today, I asked the chief, uh, Chief Ison. I said, um, you know, now that you're announced, life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
in the conclusion of your investigation because until the investigation over it's evidence and and i completely Absolutely. understand that and um he said yeah we can release that to you we need something in writing from eli to release it because there's a gun a holster and a, and a pocket knife and a magazine and and six unspent rounds and uh and i i called eli and he sent uh the gpd uh an email saying release this to my lawyer and so they released it to me so i i have the gun and uh, the unspent ammo and, and holster and a, fl- and a flashlight on the gun and his pocket knife. And, 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 and yeah, and I'll, I'll get that back to him as soon as I possibly can. And Tony Kennett here filling in for Hammer. Um, you are a, a marksman as well. You've been in the military. Um, how I was a cadet. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. Stop, stop. Yeah, I'm not going to. No, 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 no. Oh, cadet? Just, just did, just did okay. cadet training. Yeah, I was definitely not. No, no, not a soldier. But I have spent a lot of time at the range. I spent a lot My of bad. time with with a lot of other cadets as, as, as very well ordered and making sure that your marksmanship is precise, that your weapon is pristine. And you, as you can probably. It sounds well regulated. To about. Me. Yeah, that, that, very, it sounds well regulated. <laughs> yes, thank I, you. Yeah. Mm, always the shiniest. <laughs> of shoes. And but if somebody, when you learn about Eli, the hero in the situation, my not mouth having was, any training, oh yeah, my and mouth it was takes hanging 15. open. I've spent thousands of hours at the range. I've put untold amounts of money through the barrel of both of my carries, and I, I cannot imagine having made half the shots that this hero made. I and, and that is that is the reason that I'm saying making eight out of ten shots at the ranges with the speed and precision that he did uh, was incredible and 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 not just in 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 the human sense but i i definitely i personally and in my opinion i see the hand of god here moving moving uh, I, I agree and and i'll, I'll add to that because i agree with tony a thousand percent that one of the last uh, classes i took this year is a warrior poet society handgun class is a concealed carry class and the last drill and, and the instructor fabulous uh, nationally known instructor uh, named john lovell uh, last drill that we were going to do before the conclusion of the class, he said, now we're going to do what we, what I call the Dickon drill. And he had a, a silhouette uh, metal target set out 40 yards, and it was a team drill. He divided us up into three groups of eight, and the drill was each person at a time, uh, one in each group, stood up, and they had to shoot from 40 yards away at the silhouette target, which is uh, you know, uh, half of a human being essentially, um, and the person, the first person, had to hit it eight times, shooting as many shots as it took to hit it eight times right. before the second person came up to shoot. And whichever group got through the whole eight people the fastest, each person hitting the target eight times would w- win the competition. And I was the first one to go in my group. And by the way, somebody in this process talked to the instructors and yelled at him. Goes, he goes, hey, that's. That's Eli Dickens' lawyer right there. You want to do a Dickens drill? And he was all excited. He goes, no way. You're his lawyer? I go, Wow. So he he didn't know. He goes, first of all, is this accurate? I go, no, because I had lasered it, and I said, it's 42 yards. He goes, hold on. And he ran out and moved (laughs) the target six feet farther back and and ran back up. And I was the first one in my group to shoot. And I'm I'm the gun guy, for crying out loud. I'm a professional instructor. I've done competitive shooting. It took me 12 shots to hit the damn thing uh, eight times, and that was with nobody shooting back, with screaming people not running across my sight picture, from you know standing wow. there, you know calmly, coolly shooting. However, in a very well lit area, having all of the time to get your stance on the pistol perfectly correct. That's what gets me when 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 I practice a draw and I I do my thumb over thumb. That's just how I've I've always done it. It it takes a second to get in that that situation, and if it and you know if it's off, if I don't actually have it in the right way shots are not yeah, just going slightly right. up or down they're going to the left or right that's right and that's a entirely different danger and i'm <laughs> exactly. I, I, that's why my mouth was just a gate <laughs> uh, what a, it is just what an event
event. It is. And, and you know, and I, I'm sitting here chuckling not at, you know, the fact that people lost their lives or anything. It's just a, not. at just the um, amazing uh, uh, performance uh, under pressure uh, that saved lives. And that's what's beautiful about it. You know, we, we, we don't want to lose track of the fact that three innocent people lost their lives. And that's why nobody should be celebrating these events. No. But there are dozens of people who are alive and breathing today because Eli not only uh, had the willingness and the capacity, but he had the, the bravery and then the ability to uh, to do what he did and save those lives that day. That's why I couldn't possibly be prouder to, to be his attorney and, not, and to speak on his behalf. Not to mention the thanks towards his grandfather for actually oh, yeah. teaching him how to That's how to point, properly yeah. shoot, how to carry and maintain a firearm. I mean, I, I think of my dad. Uh, I think of Mike out there in Henry County, who taught me very early on how to carry and maintain a firearm safely and how to be accurate, aim small, miss small, the old Patriot <laughs> right, motto. And uh, Which works. That is more than anything. That's what I reflect on is that's when the training becomes real. Yep. Give Eli our best from the show. Thank oh, you yeah, for absolutely. being so generous with your time. Merry Christmas, guy. And uh, you and I will be doing a couple of shows next week, but have doing a great a holiday. shows right before Tony comes in and that's does right. more as well. So, no, a great team effort, uh, and it's great to be here with Tony and you, as always. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.